Well, I look forward to this evening. We, uh, our special guest with Celebrating Life is our very own monk, Sherry Shea. Welcome, Sherry. Mm, thank you, Padre. Thank you for having me. Uh, I, I love doing conferences with you. Oh, thank you. I'm a work in, in progress, but <laughs> Aren't we I'm, all? Excited, yes. <laughs> I'm excited to learn new things. <laughs> ah, I like that. I love yeah. that piece. Yes. Well, traditional with Celebrating Life. We always like to start out with prayer. So, Sherry, can I ask you to open with prayer? Of course. Divine breath, Father, Mother, Creator, our beloved, we come to you this evening, possibly in joy, possibly in grief or sorrow. We come in a multitude of ways, and it's all absolutely as it needs to be because we are open and surrendered for the healing and the alignment that our surrendered beings will allow. So as we take a moment and make this commitment to be receptive and open to thoughts, hunches, and ideas, to healing, we give great thanks and we know that yours, beloved, is the grace and the love and the healing that we desire more than anything else in our life, to know our wholeness, to know and feel our oneness with you. And we vow in this moment to stay open and receptive, to be in our heart space. And we will love you forever. Amen. Amen. Such a sweet prayer, Sherry. Mm. And my heart Thank was smiling you. when you were praying that prayer because it matched what I was preparing for. You said two words that in your prayer that matched what I got prior to praying and coming on this line. And it's actually one of the quotes from Henry Nouwen. And I think we're just going to diverse a little bit into just that prayer. Kind of let's dive into it. Henry Nouwen had a book called You Can Drink the Cup. Can you drink the cup? And the, the cup is the cup of sorrow, the cup of joy. And he said it's actually one and the same. And so when you brought that up in the prayer, opening prayer, I went, oh my God. It was such a beautiful, sweet flow because to have an understanding of that just by itself sounds completely opposite. But when you live it, when you go through it, and all of us have experienced sorrow in our lives. I I think every human being has. But once we go through it and call it the dark night of the soul, call it an illness, call it a divorce, a separation, a loss of children, money, spouse, whatever it might be, house, when it comes back to us and we reach that state of joy, God is in the sorrow, God is in the joy. And that is, I call it, the mature, enlightened one that actually has an understanding of that. So when either season in which we're walking today can be a gift in itself, but you have to have wisdom in knowing that. So when you prayed that prayer, Sherry, I went, oh, my goodness, this just fits perfectly into what I was going to share tonight about Henry Nouwen. Mm, 
And that's beautiful what you shared. Wow. Because there's always in our lives uh, the cross points or the breakthroughs. You know, right. the only way you get through the breakthroughs is to be broken <laughs> in right. a sense. And it's usually in that struggle that all of us find ourselves and we question, is there a God? Our topic tonight is God desires to heal us, but heal us of what? Right. <laughs> you might have an illness like I have. A, I'm going through healing, a therapy for my mm-hmm. knee, and it's like, there, sometimes there's a lot of pain with that. Sometimes it's pure joy. I can be playful and myself, but when that pain shows up, then it's like, whoa, it's, my tone changes. <laughs> my secretary was here this morning Go, man, somebody's in pain today. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I know. I just, <laughs> sometimes it gets overwhelming, and it just it overtakes my emotions. And it's like, all right, then I, but I have to dial back. And I, and I, I appreciate the candor because then it, told me I can shift. It's in the shifting, then we become, I call it the light of Christ, and it's his grace moves through me, not me trying to fight it through. And we all have that tendency to fight the battle. I can do this. Scripture says I can do all things through Christ, not through Paul. So it's in that equation that we really have to bring the spirit of Christ into all situations, good or bad. I totally agree. It's like feel it or fight it. Right? We can feel it (laughs) and allow it, or we can fight it. And there's a grace and a blessing in all of it, as you say, whether sorrow or joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just breaking it down for me, my therapy. You got to go through the pain in order to get to the freedom. It's like, but can I take a shortcut? (laughs) I'm special with God. I should have a little section there that says, give him a pass. He can go on. It's like, nope, I just got to go through it just like everyone else. But again, we can do it in joy. I remember, was it last week? I think the first time I actually experienced owie pain. And oh. everybody in the room heard me <laughs> expressed by Owie. <laughs> I think oh. it was so quiet in the room, you know, my therapy room. And then the lady uh. next to me, she goes, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the lady is like, better, you, better me than you because that would hurt. But it's that whole thing about breaking through the barriers. Right. You know, but God is still there, yes. You know, you breathe deeply and this too shall pass, but wow, nobody wants to feel that. But there are times Mm -hmm. in our lives it's the only way through in order to get to the joy and Mm -hmm. the pleasure, the freedom we're really looking for. Yes, yes. For me, it's being able to get to the awareness that even though I'm experiencing this pain, whether emotional or physical, I'm still in the awareness of who I am. I'm still in Mm. the awareness of the divine. And I know that, as you said, this too shall pass, but also I know that I'm going through this for a reason. And this is for my highest truth and evolution to heal, to restore, to transform. Mm. It's ultimately those goals there. But if we don't have a a strong mind or a spiritual discipline, we can easily fall off that cart, so to speak, and just go down our old nature, which would be complaining, murmuring, being sorry for ourselves, all those things that we were taught very well (laughs) from parents or or siblings or whoever, grandma, whoever it was. But again, rising above that is really, that's where I think our spiritual community comes into play because 
we can hold people accountable, just as we had two retreats, our student retreat and our monk and ordained friar retreat. And, you know, within those two communities, we do hold people accountable for their thoughts, for their actions, besides rising above that. And I don't know what your feeling was, especially with the monks ordained, Sherry, but there was a quality oh. of spirit there that carried us. There was, for me, it's interesting because the word that came to mind for that retreat is a word that Ron used a lot, and it's transcendence. Oh, wow. We are ready. We are ready. If we are open, we are ready to transcend, to, to transform, to become made anew, and really to redefine our lives and who we are and our paradigm, and where we're going from here, individually and collectively. Yes. That is a brilliant statement, Sherry. You know, in breaking that down, and that really is the flavor. It is that quality, and we have found that within Celebrating Life the last two years, there's a spirit, a charism that Ron Roth, carry for so long and now it's back into celebrating life carrying us to that next place and it's sweet i have to say that it's very very sweet but it also calls us to arms in a sense of we have to own who we are good or bad but we have to own that and then from there god can reveal himself herself to us and bring us outside of ourselves sometimes we're full of ourselves we have to get outside of ourselves or empty ourselves in order to fill that cup full with God's presence. And, and it's done in a remarkable way. Right. It's basically right. We have to get out of the way. <laughs> we have to get our minds yes. and what we know is best out of the way. Mm-hmm. And as Ron used to say, we have to shut up and we have to listen. <laughs> we have to listen. such a sweet way of saying that. <laughs> I know. He used to yell it. <laughs> Sometimes I wanted to say that, but I wouldn't dare say that. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> but you'll feel the joy. You'll feel the calamity. There's a, an essence of spirit when our community comes together. So I do look forward to that. Can I mention just a little brief snippet? Oh, sure. Go for it. Okay. So as many of you know, I'm going to be sharing a little bit about Mary Magdalene. So I feel so honored to be speaking about her, to talk about her, that in my mind will bring life to the role that she played in Jesus' ministry and then how she later continued working with, as she phrases, the mysteries of healing using medicinal oils and something that she has been said and referred to as sacred baptism, which is a, a healing technique that clears the body of distortions and extracts negative emotions that have been trapped in form. And, wow. and right, Padre, we know this happens through all types of healing, but she worked with oils and she worked with the baptisms. I love that. There's something think? special about whether it's spiritual baptism or regular baptism. You know, right. I was talking with a, a, one of our novices this weekend, and baptismal vows came up. And really, our, our life stems from that, in a sense, with our relationship with the Spirit, because it's the baptism of letting go of our old life and allowing spirit to lead us now and not only with our ego, 
We all have it, but we have to even surrender that in order to follow the whispers of heaven. So baptism was such a huge part of that. We all have to be reminded that we took a vow. We, we have a promise. But is it just, well, I have a piece of paper that said I'm this, or am I actually living out that in its truest form? And which is the truest form of spirit? So that sounds exciting, yeah. Sherry. Yes, absolutely. And I, I can just share really quickly, when, when you took us on pilgrimage to Israel, I know I described that in my book, but that was, oh my God, right up there with one of the most profound healing experiences of my life. Mm. And first as a group, we joined in a circle. And then one by one, we went into the Jordan River and Padre baptized us. Mm. And it was an incredible surrender on such a deep level that I knew in that moment that my old life was my old life. And I began anew with my commitment, with my service, and being open and surrendered to saying yes to all that I'm called to do. It was such a monumental minute. A minuscule minute is how long right. it was. But it felt like a lifetime mm. of, of, I don't want to use the word empowerment, a, a lifetime of, of healing and restoration and alignment. Mm. As Ron would used to say, this is the path, walk in it. Yes. And that's so, what and, you it know, was. What another word might be described as embodiment yeah. of yes, the true self. Yes, love that. And it really does matter. And I have that sense that those qualities will be showing up. And it's like we, for the last two years, these magnificent healings are taking place only because we're responding now to the whispers of heaven. And so God, as you're listening to this, most of you are, are, I feel the Holy Spirit is shifting or breathing through us, and you're feeling the effect of that, like something is changing in you. And it's true, it is. It's, it's really of the Spirit. So, and it also, we catch it. Not necessarily hear it, but we catch it. So now it becomes part of who we are. And you might have tuned in, or if you're listening to this at a later date, and you know, we all have some bad days or long weeks or long months that we really get caught into a space that we don't know what's wrong, but there's something not right with us in our spirit. Just like even in the retreat, talked to one of the retreatants and they said, I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And I love that. Once we pray for this person, that person got released. And it's like, oh, finally I can breathe again. And it's like, as spiritual as we are, or as holy as we are, or, or not, we all know that something's amiss. But when we can come together and pray for one another, which the scripture tells us to do, then we can be released of that. And it's like, wow, that's even on this phone session for tonight, many of you are going to be released of the stuff that you brought with you that is not serving you or your family or your workplace. So it's a simple prayer, but it's really, that's where the Holy Spirit takes it and just grows it. There is that, I hate to even use energy, but I'll use that term, energy within us that once it gets tapped, it's like everything explodes and your life becomes anew, just like baptism. It's pouring of the water and all of a sudden you're letting go and something brand new shows up. Well, this divine spark, if we don't have it, if you've never experienced that, 
you will. And if you have experienced that, it's another wave of God's presence that will break down barriers or set people free, including yourself. And making a new way that once was impossible becomes possible. And that, my friends, is what I live for. I know it Shirley lives for. It really is that essence of making God real, as Ron used to say. Just showing up, but listening to the Spirit. Even in, for our conversation tonight, something's shifting in our spirits. Yes, it's beautiful. Beautifully said. One mm. of the readings that I was praying before, our students is going through this book now. It's called Mother Teresa's No Greater Love. And what I like about this book is the, not the concept. When we read it, we actually are, are called living with Mother Teresa as she shares her unique perspective of the world and how to serve God. And some of her quotes are so profound that it, we are all in all of her, Mother Teresa, but also how that person could and did live out her life in the simplicity. And most of us know the work of Mother Teresa of serving the poor of the poor. And her role was to take those who are left behind. And at that time, a lot of the call it parents or grandparents, were just left to die because they didn't have other people to take care of them. And she would take them in, her sisters would take them in and treat them with dignity. And her her role was to give them a, a, a beautiful death, surrounded by love, so they'd wash them, bathe them, and just be with and love on them. Didn't matter what religion they were, they were there just to be the Christ. And maybe most of us have never had that opportunity to do that for any person or family member or enemy. But Mother Teresa did. And her, some of her profound statements really caught my attention. So I'd like to share a few of those. Here's a, a quote of St. Catherine of Siena. I'm no longer my own. Whether I live or whether I die, I belong to my Savior. I have nothing of my own. God is my all, and my whole being is his. I will have nothing to do with love that would be for or in God. I cannot bear the word for or in the, wor- in the word in because they denote something that may be in between God and me. And I'm just, in all of that profound statement, can't Beautiful. use the word in, even our breath, <laughs> which she kind of states is, I just want to be with God, can't even use that word, because that means I'm separated. So it, there's a spirituality, there's a tone, there's an energy, mm-hmm. there's an intimacy that the saints before us have walked and we at Celebrating Life try to not emulate, but learn from the teachings like you did, Sherry, with Mary Magdalene. It has this quality to shift you once you tap into that energy. Mm-hmm. Now just think of that if we, in the morning or at night, whenever we pray, we ask the saint to be with us, to give us an understanding of the form at which they were transformed by this love. And it will change your world, changes my world. You know, even in my, my therapies that I do at home, my exercises, I'm using prayer with my exercise. So hit two birds with one stone, but it energizes me because it's just not I, but Christ in me doing the work. So if we engage it in the sorrow or in the joy, we recognize it actually is one. So it's in that stream that, like Mother Teresa, just show up and live. Live what's in front of you, but do it 
if it's either joy or if it's sorrow, but enter into that mystery, and Christ will be revealed. I know I'm going way probably beyond what we're supposed to tonight, but oh, there's a flow no. happening with that. There is. It's so beautiful. And to, I guess, just say a little, just a little blip is, I feel like what you're talking about, too, is living in the, with the oneness of God, that God and mm. I are one, and living your life as prayer. If you're living and you're breathing this oneness, Throughout your day, sure, we have moments when we'll feel strife or we get off track. But right. if, if we're keeping the focus, then whether we're in sorrow or joy, we can still find the grace and the peace because we are, we are aligned in this prayer, in a life of prayer, in a life of oneness, in a life of, as you say, with the Christ, knowing the Christedness that's in all of us. And our oneness with God. Yeah, because it is about the mystery. And we can, we can self-serve, in a sense, ourselves or people around us by taking nice phrases or positive phrases, which are, I do it all every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my, one of my favorite prayers is, Jesus, you take control over my life, my memory, my thoughts, my finances, my relationships. I go down the line and there's a long list that I go through, but I want to make sure that I'm intentional with saying, Jesus, you do it. Spirit, you do it today because I don't want to lead right. that way because it's too hard. Right. <laughs> I've done it 65 years, but it's hard. But if I right. make this intention, which I do every day now, mm-hmm. when the strife comes, when the, the pain comes, now my decree has already gone out there. And so Jesus now says, step aside okay, and let me do what I do best. In my weakness, he becomes strong. It's simplicity. When I lack, there's abundance there. So it's really tapping beyond what I can do for myself yes. and allowing yes. the bigger, the great I am to take over. And right. there's so many miracles happening in my life. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. I, in one place, I'm in an awi, and the next place, I'm so grateful to God for what he has given. So mm-hmm. you could call me crazy, but <laughs> it's no, a good crazy because it's, it's in and out. It's just, it's both and. Exactly. You're blessed. You're living in that surrender. And, and that's what I'm, that's my goal <laughs> for mm. each day to try to be in that surrendered state, as you say, so that God will, if God brings me to it, God will bring me through it. Yeah. One of the statements that Mother Therese talked about, and again, it's a, oxymoron in a sense her quote says every human being comes from the hand of god and we all know something of god's love for us whatever our religion might be we know that if we really want to love we must first learn to forgive before anything else and it's like wow i know we like to look we love to talk about god's love but she enters in and says, you won't know love until you forgive first. And I was like, whoa. Right. Now there, right. <laughs> it puts it on the block, so to speak, because we've all been offended or taken advantage of. It's like, okay, well, then we said we're supposed to love. Well, I don't really know how unless I forgive. And then in the forgiveness, we realize how much God loves us. So it really has a, a mystery behind this forgiveness where it's a divine setup so the, the spirit can reveal itself in love more than 
our capacity to love because I can love you if you give me something, but if, we, if you're, we're in strife, it's going to be harder for me to love you. So it's, again, what we have, our stuff, but it, again, when we release it and let God love through us, totally different. So Right. I find for me when I can't have clear prayer, if I'm going to my prayer time and I haven't forgiven myself for something or someone mm. else, I can't be clear. I can't yeah. stay focused. I can't. So then that tells me, okay, I have to go back and make amends first and ask for forgiveness yeah. and forgive myself. And then the clearness comes back and the centeredness so that I can then go into my prayer. Sherry, don't you, you have an understanding that it really is the Holy Spirit that quickens us to do that. Because yes. on our own, <laughs> we really won't. If, we, if there wasn't right. a payback, we wouldn't do that. But this nudge that says something's yes. wrong. We have to yes. go deeper. And then when we are right. in silence, it reveals itself, not out of condemnation, but out mm-hmm. of love. So there will right. be more abundance that we can when we do pray. Right. Sometimes it's a nudge and sometimes it's a kick. <laughs> yeah, like I always had Rod Roth around, so it was normally a kick. <laughs> and he still oh, yes. gets in his little ones. It's not always subtle. <laughs> no, oh no, trust mm. me, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I would, if we have a a couple minutes, do we have a couple sure. minutes for me to share a little something? Yeah, please I, do. Okay, I wanted to share an experience that I recently went through. I was very surprised to experience it and very surprised of the timing of it. So this actually happened on my son's wedding. So for those of you that don't know, my son was married on July 27th in the evening. So it was the evening of the blood moon. Oh, wow. Yes, and the longest solar eclipse of the 21st century, which is said to be a time of releasing the old that no longer serves us and the acceptance and the allowing of new beginnings. So that was beautiful for his wedding. So as my husband Bob and I were sitting... Up in the front, we had been seated, and Ryan was standing up there waiting for his bride. I, I wanted him to look at me. I wanted to make eye contact, and he did look at me because I wanted to put my hand on my heart and lip to him, I love you. Mm. So I did, and he said, I love you back. Aww, and I sat there cool. with great feelings of joy, and then all of a sudden, I had the most insurmountable amount of grief that came over me. It was grief, grief and sorrow. And I sat there and wondered what this was about. And I had an inkling of it, but without like going to my head and trying to analyze it, Uh, I just allowed myself to feel it. Wow. And just to kind of hold it and be with it. And Mm -hmm. then after a couple of minutes, it kind of seemed to dissipate and I went back into the joy and of course I was teary-eyed through the wedding oh of course but then during the reception this feeling came back again about two more times during the reception where I was sitting there and just just crying this insurmountable amount of grief and sorrow again and I would say by the third time (laughs) (laughs) I allowed myself to say 
what's this about? I didn't want to go right away to my head. Sure. And what I realized was that this was a chapter in my life that was closing. Mm. That ever since I was a little girl, I had dreamed of being a mother, of having children. And I was blessed with two beautiful children and to be able to raise them and be home with them and enjoy them and have family vacations. And Mm. I knew that this would never be again, the four of us. Wow. Wow. So it was an ending to that chapter. But because I allowed myself to be in that grief and sorrow and allowed myself to feel it, then I was okay to say, all right, I'm I'm ready now to let it go. That's so beautiful, Sherry. Beautiful sharing, but also the implications of what that means to you personally. And how profound is that during the wedding ceremony and afterwards? It's like it's a beautiful setup that God created for you to feel it. And there it goes back to the, the, the cup of joy or the cup of sorrow. You allow the sorrow to come up, meaning this will, Jesus says, let this cup pass for me. And the benefits your will, Lord, let it be. And right. like you, you experience that you raise Ryan. And yeah. it's like, but this will never be again. And it's like, right. so, but then there's joy celebrating there's something brand new taking form. And it's like, oh my goodness, that's such a tender moment. And it just happened. So yes. thank you so much for sharing that. I think yeah. most people can understand that, have yeah. that feeling. But not yeah. even addressing this. We don't want to look at it because it's too mm-hmm. painful. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit divinely sets you up. Perfect timing right. with the red moon. Wow. wow. Yeah. And the releasing of the attachment and or the sorrow and the grief, but also the attachment. The yeah. attachment. I still had a piece of the attachment to that part of my life. Of course. That's that I didn't realize I hadn't. Yeah. Really. You know, isn't it interesting because yeah. we think, well, if we go to a healing service or a conference, but Please come to East of Heaven. <laughs> but we, we don't have to have that setting sometimes because yeah. just because we're away from the, our environments that the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit can actually give those whispers and then we get released. But even at a wedding, wow, what a profound right. way. But that tells me the, the field in which you live or you carrying out your vow as a monk that it's, we pray always, whether it's mm-hmm. at our son's wedding. We're, we're ready for God whenever God shows up. Right. And how beautiful is that? Yeah. You know, the the understanding of where every person is in their life today, this week, there's, if you're watching the news, I know on the East Coast, you're having a lot of floods. And on the West Coast, we're having California's on fire. You know, yeah. and if you have any sense of compassion and mercy, it's like our heart goes out to the people, the devastation, the suffering that people have had it's kind of been unbearable to even just watch and we're not even affected by it but there it is it's and but to have that understanding that those fires go on the flood comes and drowns some people people die or you or your possessions get washed away or burned away scripture says in dust we shall return it's all about stuff that we have but yet are we willing to give that up for the greater glory of god and i know god didn't create it but it's there, but God is faithful because it says he will never leave us nor forsake us. So whether it's torrential rains or whether it's fire, there's a section in the scripture in the Old Testament where the 
three prophets were being burned. And it says, who was the fourth man? The fourth man was the Holy Spirit and covered them. They didn't burn. So even in that, quote, translation of, though a thousand fall on my left, a thousand fall on my right, no harm shall come to me. There is a spiritual principle that if we apply it in our lives, we can still be safe in God. Now, it doesn't say we will have our stuff, but it says we'll be safe in God. So we'll pray for all those who have been affected by the fires and the floods because it's, a, it's devastating. I know Celebrating Life made, made a major contribution to the fire victims in California, just trying to help people get mm-hmm. set back in place again because they lost everything. So it's, mm. it's that heart that we all have. We want to heal our own bodies, our own situation, but we're also called to reach outside of ourselves and serve those less fortunate. So just keep that in mind whenever you see it on TV or read it in the paper, pray for them. And if we can do an action, please do an action, just so we continue to allow God's grace to flow through us, just as he does when we speak. I have a, I don't know how much time we have, but I have a few short prayers from Paramahasa Yogananda. Oh, please share. We have about 20 minutes, but go right ahead, Sherry. Great. And I love these. They're actually three short prayers, but they flow so beautifully together. Perfect. Um, Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God, make my soul thy temple but make my heart thy beloved home Mm. where thou would dwell with me in ease and everlasting understanding. Divine Mother, with the language of my soul, I ask realization of thy presence. Thou art the essence of of everything. Make me see thee in every fiber of my being, in every wisp of thought. Awaken my heart, O bestower of unceasing bliss. I will seek to make others truly happy in gratitude. For the divine joy thou hast given me. Through my spiritual happiness, I will serve all. Amen. Amen. And share if you want to read the other two or pray the other two would be beautiful. That was actually those this, that oh, was three I'm sorry. of them that I ran <laughs> I was together. caught up in the whole prayer. <laughs> but you know what? How, I'd love to recite my favorite prayer of Ron's. Oh, yes. Let's do that. And I know that one by heart. So, ah. Spirit, your presence lies at the core of our being. Your presence fills the whole universe. Your presence waits to be released in all fullness that each of us may realize we are one with the Creator 
our divine Father, Mother, our most profound, intimate friend, God, that we are one with you, that we are one with all creation. During the rest of this call together, it is our most profound desire to experience you, not just for head knowledge, but for heart knowledge, that we may know you intimately as our higher self and recognize the divinity that is in each and every one of us. And for this, we are so grateful. Amen. Amen. That prayer has such a devotion to God and to one another. And, you know, as you were repeating those words, Sherry, that very essence was pouring forth through this telephone. And as people are listening to it, it's changing their lives because of the essence does that. And as you portray in your prayer, we empty ourselves, and then you get to be filled with that very spirit that Ron Roth was, and that spirit does the work. So the healing has already begun during this conversation tonight. It has become the word going forth, touching lives and healing lives. So if you just want to place your hand on your heart as a point of contact and just receive that prayer that Sherry decreed, it has an essence, it has a form, but it also has a power to heal your bodies, your emotions, your finances, your relationships, your present moment prayer intentions. We're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to do her work, taking us deeper, beyond ourselves, beyond the situation we're faced, and allow grace or God's brilliant light to dispel the darkness, the illusion, the fear, and allow it to encapsulate us into to the abyss of God, which Ron Ross taught us so well as followers. I thank you, O Lord our God, for your holy breath that is breathing us now, that is healing blood issues, that is healing open wounds, that is transforming organs that are less than now become perfect in Christ. I thank you, O Lord our God, for the expansion of people's lungs. Be clear, be clear, be clear, healthy and whole. Any disease dissolves in this love of God. All darkness leaves, all illness leaves, and in its place, brilliant light, brilliant joy, joy unspeakable. Holy Spirit, come, breathe us. 
become us, transform us as these holy images of our favorite saints or sages or spiritual guides leads us to the promises of God. And Father, we just, again, repeat our baptismal vow that we surrender our lives to you, make it complete. We die to self and offer our bodies, our souls, our living as a living sacrifice on your altar. And we say, this is me. Take me. Use me. Live me in all her capacity to be the love of Christ to a hurting world. So, Father, we ask you to put out the fires in California, stop the rains on the East Coast, and let your brilliant light, the sunlight, shine. Blessed are we that breathe today, that live today, to give to tomorrow, to invest in tomorrow to those less fortunate. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for the gift of my brothers, my sisters on this call. We bless all their prayer intentions. We decree health and healing in all areas of their lives, in their families, in their friends, in their pets. We just say thank you, God, for we know so many people who are struggling with cancer. So we just bless them. We bless those who their children are, are lost yet in their own decisions. So we love the Holy Spirit to release, Father, the release your angels for healing support in all areas of their lives. I thank you, God, for those going into surgery. May your hand be upon the surgeons. May complete healing and restoration happen. And we just speak to restoration, restoration, restoration to them. And we hold you, Lord, in high accord. We praise you and we thank you for the gift of life you've given each one of us. And we bless you back by blessing your work, by blessing who you are, as, again, we co-create together. So as we end this program tonight, we get the rest and the peace of God, rest with the angels, knowing that all is well. I thank you, God. I thank you, Ron Roth, for being a part of this prayer tonight with your great intercession in the heavenly realm and all the saints and the sages, Padre Peel, Solanus Casey, St. Denise, St. Ignatius. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for that grace. So as I decree one more blessing, if your hand isn't on your heart, just place it on your heart and allow grace now to transform, to renew you and your family. May the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you and turn towards you and grant you peace, shalom, in all areas of your life. And I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So be it. It is so. Amen. Bless you, Padre, and everyone. Thank you, Sherry, for beautiful prayers tonight.